All right, all right. Thank you for tuning in. As you know, it is time for Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Dr. Weech. I just want to encourage all of you uh, to let some people know that Breaking Bread is on. Uh, we'll be right back. Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread with Dr. Weech. Faith. 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 Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread with Dr. Weech. Faith. Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread with Dr. Weech. You're tuned in to Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Let's go now to our study. Back to Breaking Bread, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Weech, and it is wonderful to uh, be with you once again. I uh, just want to let you know this is a live broadcast, and I want to give you the number right away. If you want to call in, 321-345-9443. 321-345-9443, 321-345-WGGF. Um, this is another time of holiday season, just coming off Hanukkah. Wishing you all of your Hanukkah. And some of us who still are in the Christmas thing, uh, just want to wish you a happy holiday season and respectively just want to appreciate this time of year because usually people are jubilant and excited and appreciative. But I have a message, or I believe the Spirit of the Living God gave me a message to uh, discuss today, and I think it's essential, and this is what I'm going to call our relationship series, okay? This is going to be our relationship series, and the reason I'm going to call it our relationship series is uh, the title of this message, as we put it on some of the social media outlets, and want to encourage some of you, uh, all of you listening and tuning in, uh, please let somebody know about Breaking Bread, uh, We Survive uh, by you, the listeners. So we encourage you to let people know. Uh, tell at least six other people. That'll be seven, including yourself, which is a great number as we continue to expand exponentially and in a matter of multiplying. So um, I, as I said, we're going to call this the relationship series because this particular teaching is called Worthless Women. Uh-oh, Worthless Women. And we're going to get into the gist of the teaching when we realize or identify women who were calling worthless now we're all creations of the most high god but we're not all children of the most high elohim god so we're going to make that distinction and clear out and draw that out as a clear dichotomy the two we're all created because life is only originated by the most high the adversary uh cannot satan cannot generate life so i want to let you all know that so uh tune into the teaching and i think if i get through it, this teaching tonight or this evening, we're going to go into men, okay? Now, I've been hearing a lot of talk with some of these shows where they say high-value men, and we call it modern women. But, again, we define people or the high-value men. They're saying high-value men is, is, is a man who makes six figures. But I'm going to submit to you when we do that teaching that we got to really understand what a high-value man is. And I don't want to give it away, so uh, this teaching is going to be our relationship teaching. From a spiritual perspective, remember, we are spirit beings. We cannot listen to noise. We cannot listen to things that will hinder our spiritual makeup and growth. Remember, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah said, the words I speak are life and they are what? Spirit. So he's the king in the kingdom that we are living in and are native and reborn in. So if he's the king in the kingdom and he says the words I'm telling you are life and they are spirit and the spirit. And he says, the flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives us life. So we need to understand that we need to feed our spirit. And uh, that's what we need to entrench ourselves. And so 
Um, this teaching is called Worthless Women. Stay away from these type of women. And then we're going to get into the men because we have to really understand our seasoned purpose in this hour. So I'm going to play a few commercials and we're going to be right back. I'm always telling you to get your Bibles. We got a whole lot of scriptures you want to deal with. Again, 321-345-9443. Did you know there's scientific evidence that prayer works? I'm not telling you this to validate God's word. But I'm telling you what we as believers in the Most High God already know. Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, our Savior, said men should always pray and not lose faith. This is why I want to invite you to pray with me. I'm looking for at least seven, and with 12 or more, we can do wonders. But I'm looking for at least seven people who are committed to prayer. We will pray every Wednesday at 8 p.m. So if you want to join me and a few faithful, I want you to call 305 647 1922 or email us at info at the G2G Foundation.org. That's info at the G2G Foundation.org. Or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at the G2G Foundation. Once again, I'm inviting you to pray every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Send your prayer requests, expectations for the miraculous as we shake things up with prayer. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m., 305 647 1922. There's a saying. Pressure burst pipes or pressure will burst diamonds. When you encounter pressure in your life, you need to be the diamond that comes forth. Abba Theological Seminary helps you become the gem the Most High God created you to be. Abba Theological Seminary has various programs ranging from the arts, such as videography, to becoming a biblical scholar in theology. Abba Theological Seminary has degree programs in ministerial vocations starting from the associate level, allowing you to work to earn your doctoral degree. Abba Theological Seminary is a fully functional online educational institution providing our students with a rigorous curriculum, access to seasoned professors, and a vast amount of online resources to assist our students along their journey. Don't hesitate. Call an advisor today. For more information, log on to www.atsedu.info. That's atsedu.info. Or you can call 954-324-7280. Again, that's www.atsedu.info or call 954-324-7280. Again, that's 954-324-7280. When organized religion lies to you, Christianity as another religion built on lies but similarities to other pagan religions. When holidays that celebrate a biblical God are not biblical. Christmas defend is Easter uh, and it's another holiday that originated from pagan origin one has to ask is God real is the Bible a book filled with lies tampered with by men a rewrite authoritative version of the Holy Bible James agrees or is it all true their truth was a lie is a documentary series that exposes the paganism that has lived in organized religion of Christianity and reveals the truth uh, because the Catholic Church sanctioned Easter Maybe around 324-325 BC. Hello friends. Are you a pastor in search of support? Maybe you are a lay person seeking clarity on God's movement and kingdom. Let me encourage you to connect with the G2G Foundation as we are making efforts to assist faith-based organizations to get back on message. Our Lord and Savior Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached worldwide as a witness, then the end will come. 
I talk to many religious leaders and believers, and many are unclear to the kingdom message. It is vital in these times that we teach and preach the God's kingdom and tell them about the kingdom. For more information, you can log on to the g2gfoundation.org or call 305-647-1922. That's 305-647-1922. Or log on to the g2gfoundation.org. All right, welcome back, and uh, we're going to begin our teaching, and <clears throat> there's a lot of ground I want to cover tonight, and I want us to understand my perspective of how we're going to touch this thing. <clears throat> um, well, let's go into prayer, and then we're going to go into the teaching, okay? We're going to begin the prayer, and then we'll go right into our teaching. Again, I want to encourage you to tune in. I want to encourage you to call in, be a part of the conversation. Three two one three four five WGGF three two one three four five nine four four three. Now, <clears throat> I've just realized we had some complications with the phone lines, but the lines are open now. The lines are open now. Okay, <clears throat> Father in heaven, thank you for this time and this opportunity to teach your word. I'm just praying for those who are listening now, those who will listen via the podcast on our websites and the other areas. That this uh, particular program is airing. Uh, grant them all wisdom to receive this Father in heaven. I pray for the women of God, the daughters of Israel, that you begin to uh, touch their hearts. And we thank you for the women who understand their purpose and their worth. And we're praying for those women who do not understand their worth and purpose in the kingdom. We pray that they may hear your voice, understand the enormity of love that our Father in heaven bestowed upon us by sending him sending us his only begotten son which is the definition of love so we pray for understanding we thank you for forgiveness and we appreciate the power of the blood and we lift up the name and yielding to the power of the word from this time till we say amen in your precious son name we pray <clears throat> amen all right so we want to talk about uh worthless women now first of all <clears throat> i'm saying this is worthless women because again the Bible talks about sons of Belial, Belial, and these were and they used this term to to identify people who were just worthless, who was devious, who was treacherous, and they say these were sons of Belial. I mean, they were worthless in a manner of their behavior and their characteristics. Now, when we say worthless women, we want to say that these women who are worthless, worthless means what? Not having no real value or use. And relating to a person, it means having no good qualities and deserving contempt. Now, when we say a worthless woman, we're understanding that this woman does not know her value because as a born-again creature, she doesn't know her value in the Messiah, in the kingdom, in her heavenly father, the most high God. So when we say this woman is worthless, it means she doesn't understand the qualities to, to, to advance kingdom purpose. She doesn't understand her value and worth. In regards to a relationship. So we want to classify that. Now, the reason why I say be mindful of worthless women is because when we talk about worthless women, we want to kind of put a valuation on it. And when we put a valuation on things, we usually refer to things from a material component, material perspective. Uh, for example, uh, <clears throat> things that lose value are cars, uh, value of money. Uh, clothing, those things decay and lose value. For example, if I have American money and I go to another foreign country and I try to pay with some of that foreign currency, 
it would be invalid, especially if uh, this particular territory isn't on friendly terms with the U.S., okay, with the U.S. So I say these are things that are worthless. You drive a car off the lot, it will lose its what value. You drive a car off the lot, you it will lose its value. You take a laptop out of the store, it's going to lose value. So we want to say that these things are worthless. When you print the price of money, uh, it, it, it costs six uh, six cents to print up a dollar bill or s- several cents to print up a dollar bill. So it means there's a devaluation of these things. And when we say if these things lose value and women are attracted to things like this, they will lose value because when these things are gone, they will leave you. They'll be gone as well. So this is why we say worthless women are attached or attracted to things that have no real value. Money has no real value in the Most High's kingdom. Cars have no real value in the Most High's God's kingdom. Uh, clothes have no real value in the Most High God's kingdom. So if you, women who are attracted to these things that lose value quickly, then we can say if you're attracted to things that are worthless and have no real value, your value will depreciate. Your value will depreciate. So in a manner of speaking, these things, cars, jewelry, clothes, and money, these are things that fade away. They have no real value. You buy a diamond ring. Out of the store, you guys get the engagement ring, you pay maybe several thousand dollars, you bring it back, they give you pennies to the dollar on it. So these things lose value. And so when you're attracted to these things that lose value, what is your valuation? How is your valuation determined? Hmm? How is your valuation determined? There's this uh, athlete and he ended up dating one of these Instagram influencers. They call themselves models or whatever. And right away, she got pregnant, detached herself from this guy, and is getting the the uh, the uh, child support. Now, again, to what value? You know, I mean, we're not respecting family, and we have to, as believers, we have to set the standard. And as men of God, we have to set the standard. Now, I'm dealing with the women first, and then we're going to talk about us brothers, because we are the head, and we're called to be the head, whether Anybody likes that or not, this is what the Bible dictates to us. All right, so now let's go to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. This is Solomon. Remember, Solomon had 300 wives, 700 concubines. He had 1,000 women in his harem. Okay? So I'm quite sure if he, if we were to find a pimp, he was the ultimate pimp. And he had lots of money, took care of them, had lots of chariots and what have you. Because the man tell you in Ecclesiastes, I've had this, I've had that, and all that is vanity of vanities. And he says it's vanities because if you're not fearing the Most High, loving the Most High, it is in fact vanities. All right? So Solomon tells us what's happening in, in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. It says, I'm sorry, verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. Well, let's go to verse 4. We're going to look at this whole particular thing. Proverbs 7, verse 4. Say unto wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your kinswoman, that they may keep you from the what? Strange woman, which flatters with her words. Now, when he says strange, it means the foreign. Okay? It means the one you need to beware of. Okay? He says... Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your kinswoman, that they may keep you from the strange woman, from the stranger which flatters with her words. Watch this. Now, he goes through the process and explains what he sees. He says, for out at the window of my house, I look through my casement, 
And behold, among the simple ones I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. Talk about a young man. He just wild, ruthless, looking for to come up. He says, and behold, beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way to her house. Who is he talking about? The strange woman. The worthless woman. The one who's attracted to things and materials and not the things that have real value. Okay. Now, I know some of y'all saying, how could the man of God, how, how could the man of the most high God talk about a woman's worthless? I'm showing you what Solomon is warning you to stay away from. And I'm saying th this person has no worth because if you're attracted to things that have no value and diminishes in value, if your worth is measured upon that, then you don't understand your valuation. Okay. Now, I made the clear distinction prior to the teaching that we're all children of the Most High God's creation, but we're not all children of the Most High God because the Messiah draws this distinction. He says, you like your daddy, the devil. And the Bible amplifies this when he says children of disobedience. Okay. So, so we all have the worth, but we got to tap into the worth by attaching ourselves or being attracted to things that only the most high God values. Even the most high God told Peter, he says, get behind me, Satan, because you got your mind on earthly stuff, not things that are valued in the kingdom of the most high God. All right. So we got to draw this distinction. If you draw to things that have no value, then where's your value? Uh, verse 8. Passing through the street, her corner, and he went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. That's when I'm be hanging out, hitting the streets, trying to make her come up. And most of them would say, I'm looking for a female that have that happy ending. And behold, there met him a woman with a tire of a Harlot and subtle of heart. She was dressed very provocatively. She is loud and stubborn. <laughs> Boy, Solomon knew he could describe someone. We've met women. I've met women who are loud. You just go somewhere. You'd be like, why is this girl talking so loud? And stubborn means just got to be my way to highway. No ability to compromise or negotiate for a level of compromise between her and the other party. But I'm stubborn my way. Forget that loud. We've met these type of women. Huh? Loud, stubborn. Her feet don't stay in at home. Always in the street. Huh? Always in the street. Look at Solomon. Now, this Solomon talking now. Yes, yes, yes. Centuries ago, he's talking. Now, is she outside in the streets and it's waiting around every corner, looking for the come up. She had the club. She had the hot spots. She had the bars. She had the games. She had every little, little spot that needs to be trying to look for the come up. It says, lie it in wait at every corner. And look, she saw him, caught him, and kissed him. And with an impudent face said to him, I have peace offerings with me this day. I paid my vows. Basically saying, hey, I'm with the come up. You know what I'm saying? I'm with this. You the one I like. Let's make it happen. Therefore came I to meet you diligently to seek your face. And I found you. Said, Boy, I was looking for you. See, like this young lady who caught this athlete, got, got pregnant and said, I got a meal ticket and broke away from the athlete and fractured a family. Saying, hey, I got my come up. I'm good now. See, I'm good. 
I have decked my bed with coverings, with tapestry scent. Hey, my crib right around the corner. I got perfume and it's laid out nice. Come let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. For the good man is not at home. He's going on a journey. For my baby daddy, he ain't around. Hmm? He has taken some money with him and he won't come until a day appointed. He's going to make some money. My, da- my baby daddy at work. My boyfriend at work. Hmm? With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield to comply with what she's saying. With flattering of her lips, she forced him. She's looking good, smelling good, talking good. Why wouldn't he? Why, why wouldn't he take the happy ending, huh? Looking good, smelling good. She's on the set. She's at every place. She's identified him. Look like I got me a winner right here. He goes after her straightway as an ox going to the slaughter or a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strikes through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare and doesn't know that it is for his life. Saying he's about to go in there. This going to be a bad move for him. He's, it's going to make him miserable. But remember, she's loud. She's stubborn. No happy ending here. Solomon says, listen to me now, therefore, O children, and listen to my words of my mouth. I'm paraphrasing because I'm reading from the King James. Do not let your heart decline to hear her, to her ways. Go not astray in her path. Stay away from this type of woman, for she has cast many wounded. Yes, many strong men have been slain by her saying, hey, don't think you can out navigate this woman. She's smart. She's subtle. And this is what she does. Smell good. Looks good. Talks good, and she's on the set. She knows how to make it happen. She knows how to get away. Her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death. Worthless woman. Worthless woman. You do not want a woman who is loud, who is stubborn, who cannot stay at home, who will not stay at home, and who will not be faithful to her husband, boyfriend, whatever you call it. Whatever it is, you don't want that. That's going to be a disaster. That's going to be a catastrophe. And Solomon warns us of this type of woman. Solomon warns us of this type of woman. The worth of this woman. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Every wife, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Every wise woman builds her house. But the foolish woman tears it down with her hands. Every wise woman builds her house. Listen now. Listen. I want to tell you what Solomon talks about when he says house. Take that verse 14.1. Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman plucks it down. Listen to that. Now watch this. Watch what Solomon says. The wise woman builds her house. The foolish woman takes it, tears it down. Go to Proverbs chapter uh, 21. We're going to stay in Proverbs for a minute because Solomon laying, us some, Solomon laying out some stuff and warning us. Since he had all these women, he said, oh, my goodness, let me lay some game down for the fellas. Let me lay out the blueprint because this is vital to the mission. This is vital to your sanity. This is vi- vital to your spiritual walk. Because the Bible tells us Solomon was wiser than that walked this, uh, any man that walked this planet. Or existing in this planet, not wiser than the Messiah, because the Messiah is the son of the Most High. But he was overtaken by the woman. 
The Bible says he had so many women, they influenced him to turn from the Most High God. Now, when we go to chapter 21, verse 9, it says, It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. You hear what he says? It's better to be in the uh, dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. He's saying, basically, listen, it's better for you to have a little space in the corner if you will have peace than to be in the whole chateau mansion with a woman that just want to fight. I can tell you, uh, <clears throat> I've met women today, and I'm going to tell you something. If I had any sense, I might have gotten married sooner. I met a young lady, I never, never forget, early 30s, beautiful, tall, just beautiful. Her mouth, man, contentious. That mouth was a contentious thing. And, you know, you think, man, you know, maybe I just put a little love of God on this woman and tell her who she is, just show her that love and, you know, but let me tell you something. Love is long suffering. I, I couldn't, man. I, I, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't do. It. I couldn't do. It. I couldn't do. It. No, 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 no. Because see, if Solomon's saying it's you gonna have more peace than the cut, I, I need to have my peace. I've got to have my peace. It's non-negotiable. I have to have my peace. My peace is non-negotiable. Okay. Now, go to chapter twenty-five. Go to chapter twenty-five. Because I'm going to make a point here. I've just said now, a wise woman builds up her house. A foolish woman plucks it down with her hands. 25 verse 24. 25 verse 24. It says, again, it is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. Solomon said the same thing in Proverbs 21 now. Hmm? Now, now, when it's mentioned twice... Solomon trying to tell you, boy, I'm telling you some game. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. And finally, it says, a con, in, in, in uh, Proverbs 27, verse 15, it says, A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Pro Solomon just described a loud, stubborn woman, brawling woman, contentious woman. But he says the wise woman builds up her house. Watch this while the foolish woman, the loud, stubborn woman, tears it down. What house is she tearing down? The one that the man rather take the corner and live and get peace than the one with the wide mansion living with this house. See, Solomon's telling you that this woman who talks a lot, who's tearing down a house with her hands, she's doing it because she's constantly want to fight. Stubborn. Stubborn. So this is the thing we need to be mindful of. As 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 men, we got to be mindful of this because I don't know. Sometimes I be talking. I say these some of these women look at these reality shows and uh, make a fit, and that, that's not attractive. Being loud and contentious and filthy mouth and smoking and I, that's not attractive to me. It's not. To me, it's not. I mean, everybody has the preference, and if that's what makes you happy, so be the case. I can't dictate to your happiness, but I can tell you what uh, the, the 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 father has dictated to us through his son. Lowly, come to me, all those who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. I'm lowly and meek. Humility. 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 Let's go to James. Let's go to James chapter 3. Let's go to James chapter 3. A worthless woman is loud, stubborn, 
contentious, a brawler, will not fight, stubborn, doesn't stay home like the B&M streets, huh? won't be faithful. Now, I mean, this is a reality, and listen, if this is who you are, this is, this, is how you, this, is how, this is not how you have to stay. For us to understand there's a problem, we need to recognize there's a problem because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, <laughs> you got to make the confession. I mean, here's this reality. When I was younger, I ran those streets, and I know the thing with me, I just was not one who would sit around and I would do things that were not good with my own body. And I understood the scripture where it says, do you not know your body is a temple, a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit? I had to understand that. And once I understood that, I said, "Okay, let me live in a manner that presents my body as a living sacrifice. Now, let's go to James chapter three. Behold, we put bits of uh, chapter three, verse three. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths the way that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they have so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet they turned about with a very small helm. Wherever you go, it goes. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasting great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire is. And the tongue is a fire. Uh, listen what it says. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. It says that tongue can defile the whole body. Meaning that the way that women act. And sometimes men. But we on a woman now. I'm going to get to the men. Give me some time. The way some women talk and act. It, it, it's a huge turn off. The, tur- it, it, the whole thing. You were like man forget that. As I said this particular woman. Beautiful girl. Beautiful. Pretty. Beautiful. Nice shape. Nice body. But her mouth, oh my gosh, until I said, nah, I'm good. I care not to engage in that. That mouth made the whole thing unattractive to me. Made the whole thing unattractive. I, listen, I don't like, I, one thing I just don't find attractive is a woman that curses, uses profanity, smokes cigarettes, smokes weed, smokes cigars, a lot of tattoos. That, I, I, don't, I, I don't like that. That's, that's for me. Okay, that's for me. Oh, you you just you just lame. No, well, remember the Bible tells us not to tattoo our body. Now y'all gonna say that's the Old Testament, but you gotta understand the reason why that's the case because it says when you tattoo your body, you're actually offering a sacrifice because life is in the blood, and when you draw blood from the body, it's a sacrifice. Okay, and if you're drawing a sacrifice, you're saying the sacrifice of the Messiah's blood wasn't enough. Okay, so. I don't want to get into that tonight because y'all are being a legal beagle, but I'm just telling you that the preference that I have, okay? So Solomon tells us that the wise woman builds her house and the foolish woman tears it down with her hands. Now, aside from tearing it down with her hands and the stubbornness and her being loud, that mouth. James warns us about this mouth because he says in verse 7, every beast, bird, serpent, things in the sea, Tamed and has been tamed by what mankind but the tongue no man can tame it is an unruly evil full of what deadly poison we bless God the father and curse men which are made after the likeness of God out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and curses my brothers these things are not be so these things are not be so and I can tell you fellas you don't 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 go toe to toe with a loud contentious woman you're gonna lose 
her thing is being loud and stubborn. And if that's her thing, you cannot talk that, man. You can't outshine that. Just say peace. Because I'm telling you, what she's saying, you keep engaging, you're going to ball up your fist and want to do some physical harm to this person, and it's not worth that. Okay? Because that's a creation of God. We need to help the... We need to help our sisters get to the place of being a child of the Most High God and being born again. Right? And being born again. All right. Now, I'm going to give you some examples. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Okay. This is what I'm getting into. Now, we've identified worthless women. I'm going to tell you. Uh, the women, the high value woman of God. I'm going to tell you a high value woman. Watch this. You don't want to be attached to a woman that is attracted to material things because those material things are devalued. And if someone is going to be attracted to things that have no value or I devalue, that's where the valuation is. If a car loses its value and a woman's attracted to that car, she loses value being attracted to something that is has no real value. Jewelry doesn't hold the same value. Clothing, money, no, it's devalued. Okay, this is why people say you get a sure bet. The, the, the surest way to have money invested is what? Go get a house. And the reason why is because a house is built on a foundation. Find a woman who has a foundation in her spirit life. Find a woman who has foundation in her upbringing in her way of thinking now i'm gonna tell you what kind of woman you want to be attracted to you want to be attracted to a woman who understands the call of the most high god on your life you want to be attracted to a woman who sees the anointing on your life that's the kind of woman you want to be attracted to you want to be attracted to a woman who 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 understands the vision and sees the vision of the most high god sees the plan and purpose of god on your life that's the kind of woman you want to be attracted to because see the vision that the most high god gives you is the thing that has the most value because the most high god is giving you that vision and he's going to empower you with an anointing to fulfill and bring that vision to life and if a woman can't see the call on your life or the anointing on your life and can't see the vision that God has put in you, then that's a woman you don't want to be with at all. Because I'm telling you, she ain't going to do nothing but speak over you to tear it down, speak over you to be stubborn and give you grief and misery. You running after her because she chasing somebody else. You run from the woman who does not see the call of God, doesn't appreciate the love of the most high God you have. You have for the doesn't appreciate the love you have for the most high God. You run from women like that. You run from women like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example. Go to Genesis chapter 37. Go to Genesis chapter 37. And go to verse 5. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. Now, I meet, I meet women on the regular. Sometimes I just don't be bothered. But I'm telling you, I have yet to meet a woman that sees the anointing of my life. I even have... Lady friends say, listen, Weech, I'm telling you, you can't talk to any woman. Women told me this. Lady friends of mine told me this. And women I used to talk to years ago say, Weech, you, you, you can't talk to anybody because you're strange. Because I talk and I go kind of deep sometimes and I say some heavy stuff. So, you know, it'd it be like that sometimes. So I got to find somebody who can appreciate, respect, 
and nurture the call of the most high God on my life. If she not going to see the anointing and help nurture, nurture that, then she's going to do everything she can to tear me down, to disrupt the plan. And she's only doing what Satan telling her to do. Because if she's not born again, she, she, she can't help me get to the kingdom. Because the vision is perpetual. The vision lasts. A lifetime, because you're going to work a lifetime to manifest, manifest the vision and perfect it and nurture it and advance it. Hmm? Watch this. 37, Genesis 37, verse 5, it says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him yet even more. For he said to them, Listen, this dream which I dreamed, for behold, we were putting together sheaves in the field, and look, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf, meaning they bowed to my sheaves. This is a dream Joseph said now. And his brother said to him, shall we indeed, shall you reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his what? Dreams and for his what? Words, his vision and his conversation. They hated him for the vision and conversation that he had that who? The most high God put in his spirit. And he dreamed again and said, told his brother, said, listen, I have a dream, another dream. And the sun and the moon and the 11 stars paid obeisance to me. And he told it to his dad and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this you dream you have dreamed? Shall me and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to, to you, to the earth? And his brothers envied him, but his father observed the same. His brothers did not understand the call in his life. And they did not appreciate the vision. And guess what? They did much harm to him, to Joseph. They did much harm to their brother. And if you cannot find a woman who appreciates the anointing, who can't see that anointing, who cannot appreciate your vision and so much toast that she can't help you articulate the vision, you need to run from that because that has no, that particular woman has no value to you. That particular woman has no what? value to you you run from that you run from that now when we find a woman that embraces the vision understands the call of the most high on your life watch this she will be a great asset to the vision women you know when i passed the church many years ago i used to have the women and again and thank god for the woman of god women see things so different Women see things so different. I can tell you, for example, um, we do a lot of community outreach. And when we did it, I used to do it with the program director, uh, Ovi. We got to get back to doing that. We used to do hot dogs. And I said, man, get the people a hot dog. I just used to have aluminum foil with the buns. I said, man, they'll take it. Listen, when the women of God got involved, man, I saw the hot dogs in the, in the little professional things. And, man, it looked like. We done got, uh, you know, you buy the hot dog from the stand. Had a little hot dog container. Had aluminum foil. Had a little plastic paper. It looked so professional. It looked so good. And I started, and I said, look at the women of God. You need women. Listen, I said women are worthless. Those who don't know the, the, the call of your life. But I'm telling you, when women understand the call of God and see the uh, the, the vision. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, 
You stay right there, boy. You, matter of fact, once they get hold of the vision, you can watch them women move. Because I'm telling you, women look at the, how can I say this? They look at the little things in detail. Like, I say, man, y'all just feed the people. That's my, just feed them. They'll be happy. But no, they didn't just feed them. They said the presentation has to match the, 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 uh, the, the, the presentation has to match the, 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 the love and the vision and the thought that's going out with this thing. And I'm telling you, they made that thing on another level. They serve the people. And, man, listen, listen. Women have a – listen, fellas, you find a good woman. Oh, my gosh. Find a good woman. And your life is going to go to another level. I'm telling you, you find a good woman because, see, I don't heard people say, oh, marriage is very difficult. Marriage, But you're not speaking the word. It says he who finds a good wife obtains favor from the most high God. So when you say, oh, marriage is difficult. Man. You calling God a liar? You better speak in agreement of that word because you say, well, two or three are gathered in the midst. Two or three are gathered in my name. So I'm in the midst. So I'm telling people who are married and couples that when you are one. Y'all got a force that Satan hates because the marriage replicates the Messiah married to the church. And he says the gates of hell will not prevail against my church because why? I'm going to watch over my bride. I tell you what, let Satan raise his hands upon my wife. I'm going to knock him down again. We don't understand that concept when he say upon this rock, I'm building my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. What he's saying is, listen, I'm building my bride. I'm building my woman. And I'm dead the adversary to touch her. That's why I say, say it in my name. Say it in my name and watch what happened. It's going to be done. Why? Because he's going to watch over his bride. Hmm? Now, I want to take you to a woman who is worthless. And I'm going to show you a woman who is attracted to money. And I'm going to show you a woman that caused much damage to the man of God because she was attracted to things that were worthless. She was attracted to money and did not recognize the anointing, the call that that was on this particular man of God's life. And as a result, she did him much harm. That's why I'm telling you, man of God, man of the most high Elohim God, you run from women who don't understand the call on your life. I met her. I was out. I was out somewhere and I <clears throat> saw a young lady. She was very nice looking, smiled. And I started talking to her. And she said, no, I'm good. I said, well, you know what, Father? Beautiful. I'm saying, Lord, I thank you. Because she didn't recognize the call of my life. So if I'm rejected, I'm just thanking the most high that my prayers are being answered. And maybe somebody say, yeah, she rejected. No, no, no. She rejected. Fine. Rejection is a part of the game. But I say, Father, let me meet women who understand the call of my life. I need a woman who can be a real asset to me. Because let me show you what happened when we found somebody or when this woman of God, oh, this, excuse, excuse me, when this woman got a hold of the man of God and the vision. That the most High placed on his life. In Judges 16 verse 4 it says. And it came to pass afterward that he loved the woman. We're talking about Samson. Go to verse 3. Judges 16 verse 3. It says. And Samson laid till midnight. And arose at midnight. And took the doors of the gate of the city. And the two posts. And went away with them. Bar and all. And put them upon his shoulders. And carried them up to the top of a hill. That is before Hebron. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Watch this. Samson was anointed. If we go to believe, I believe Judges 13, or in the previous chapters, a couple of chapters above, 
I don't know specific, probably 12 or 13, that messenger of the Most High God meets Manoah. And she tells Manoah that this person or this child shall be named Samson. He's going to be a Nazarite. He has a call on his life. So Samson was called before he was born. That's why Jeremiah says, the Lord says, before you were born, I knew you. The Most High orchestrates the calling. That's why uh, when Elizabeth gave birth to John, the angels say this is the purpose for this child. So every child is built and designed and purposed. We as people of the Most High God need to make sure or act as facilitators to ensure that these individuals who are called and born are protected and nurtured into that call. See, sometimes we as believers, we get so caught up in religion and we have a baby out of wedlock. We feel like we got to hide it. We got to abort the child and do all sorts of things. And these are things we shouldn't concern ourselves with because the most high God is in control because Satan can't give life. Satan cannot give life. Okay. He can't give life, so we just have to appreciate. See, we learned these 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 abominations from the, the nations. Okay. Now, look what happened. I just told you, worthless woman, this woman's worthless. And it came to pass after that he loved the woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah, verse 5, Judges 16, verse 5. And the laws of the Philistines came to her and said to her, entice him. And see where his great strength is. And but what it means we and by what means we may prevail, be victorious against him, that we can tie him up, beat him up. And look what it says. And we will give you one of us, each one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. This woman was attracted to what? Money. And because she was attracted to what? Money. She didn't understand the call Appreciate the call, recognize the anointing on Samuel's life, and she from that point forth, after being attracted to things that are worthless, which was the money, because the Bible clearly says, heaven and earth passes away, but the word lasts forever. What she did is engrafted and is an example of men, I'm telling you, stay away from these type of women who do not call who understand the call of God on your life, who do not appreciate the love you have for the most high God and who cannot discern the authority and anointing and the love that the most high God has for you in the call. Because listen, men of God, we're, you, you, we're destined for greatness. And I know sometimes it don't feel like it. Sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you're just not feeling good. But I'm telling you, find your purpose. Find your purpose so you can have passion behind that purpose. If you don't find your purpose or passion, you're going to be you're gonna be like, oh, what the day is. You got a purpose and a call of God in your life. Find the woman that's going to nurture that purpose, who's going to see that vision, who's going to talk you into that vision. Watch this. It says he loved this woman, and Delilah said to Samson, tell me what's your strength and what makes you so mighty that I may bound you. And Samson said, if you bind me with seven green widths, that were never dried, then will I be weak and as another man. She did this so much now. She did this so much until it grieved Samson. Watch this. 
Samson was enticed by Delilah. He liked her. Delilah, listen, Samson wanted a woman he could talk to. Ladies, believe you me, we want a woman we can talk to. We want a woman we can share our dreams and visions with. We want a woman who can listen to us, who can nurture us, who can build us up instead of tearing us down with what? That tongue. We want a woman who can build us up and not tear us down. We want a woman who can build a house and not tear it down with the hands. We want a woman who, 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 doesn't, who doesn't be loud and stubborn. And who, know, who knows how to stay home and stay in and not be on every set. Who don't need to go out every time. If you want to go out, fine. But you ain't got to go to every event. Huh? Come on now. We want a woman who's going to be humble. Lowly and meek. Because see, let me tell you something. People are very ignorant. And I'm telling you, we as believers, we've accepted the doctrine of the world. Because we feel submission is a profane thing. I've Listen, I kid you not. I've met a lot of beautiful women. And, you know, clearly you want to talk marriage before you get into doing some stuff. And I, I, I tell you, them women had a problem with that word submit. Oh, my gosh. That's a curse word there. But I'm going to tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, submit is not a profane word. In fact, let me tell you what submission is. <clears throat> submission means you're surrendering to a greater force or you're surrendering to a force in which you're going to trust to have your best interest. That's what surrender is. That's what submission is. Listen, I've been in, in never forget the time I met this young lady. I was talking and we was going back and forth. I say, sweetheart, I surrender. I give up. You win. If it will gather peace, I give up. I'm not too arrogant to say I got to win it. I give up. If giving, if surrendering to this argument will get us at a peaceful place, so be it. I surrender. Okay. I've surrendered my life to the most high God through his only begotten son. I've surrendered to that force. I've submitted to that force. Ladies, what's wrong with submission? You see. You think a submission mean, means, oh, I got to listen to him. You going to tell, tell me what to do? No, submission says, I surrender because I trust you. I am surrendering to a greater force than I. And that simply means I am surrendering to someone who's going to protect me, nurture me, encourage me, provide, and, 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 and just make me happy and work to make me happy. That's submission. That's surrendering to a force that you don't have stronger than you. Because let me tell you, when you submit, it means I'm surrendering to this love that this man of God is bestowing upon me. That's all that is. I'm surrendering to the love. That's all it is. Okay. Now, watch this. Look what she does. She begins to tear him down because she's going at solid, uh, um, Samson three times. And she says in verse 15, and she said to him, can you say you love me? When your heart is not with me, you have mocked me three times and have not told me your secret. Hmm? And it's a situation she gets emotional. You don't love me. And that's what to get the man to comply. Now, it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words. <laughs> what did we just say? That tongue, right? <laughs> she pressed him with her words urged him so that his what soul was vexed unto death and at that moment he surrendered 
Because, see, he checked out at this point. Oh, my gosh, this woman keeps ass. I'm checking out. Here, what you want? There you go. You got it. He didn't care. He checked out. His soul was vexed to death. Why? Because of those words. She wore him down. And I'm telling you, if you don't find a good woman or you don't find a good man, they will wear you down. I know intimately about that. Intimately about that. All right, so in verse 17, it says that he told her all it is in his heart and said to her, there has no razor come upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite. Remember, Nazarite was designated unto the Lord, unto God, most high from my mother's womb. And if it be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I'll become weak. Watch this. When Delilah saw that he told her, all in his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come at once, for he showed me all that is in her heart. Then the lords of the Philistine came to her and what? Brought her the money. Her motivations were for money. When you meet a woman and she's motivated by material things and possessions and money, she's going to be a detriment to the call on your life. You hear me? When you meet a woman... She's going to be a detriment to the call on your life. That's why you got to find a woman who sees that anointing, who respects that anointing, who understands that anointing, who understands that vision. Because if you can't find that and you find a woman that just is motivated for money, she's going to work to get it, get it. And when she got it, she's going to say good and leave you alone. See, the essence and the importance of finding a woman who understands the vision and the call on your life is essential because the visions come from the most high God because he gives you the desires of your heart. And how do those desires get there? He puts them there. Now go to Joel chapter two, verses 28. It says, and it shall come to pass. Afterward, that I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Look what it says. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. See, you got to understand that when the vision is put there, it's the spirit of the living God that puts it there. It's the spirit of the most high God that puts it there. It ain't just uh, happenstance. It's just not serendipitous that these things would take place and take mold and are angered in your heart. That vision comes from the Most High. That's why I'm saying, if a woman not going to respect that, see that anointing, respect that anointing, appreciate the vision, and nurture the vision, you better get out of Dodge because I'm telling you, her words are going to tear you down and if she's attracted only to the money, guess what? When she got it, she going to Delilah say, I got, I, got, I got it. I got what y'all need. Bring me my money. Bring me my money. And Samson, because his soul was vexed to death, ended up dying. And we don't hear from Delilah ever since. She probably was on to the next one. Probably was on to the next one. It is vital, 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 vital. Joseph understood the vision. And because he understood the vision, he was placed by himself. Joseph was, t listen, listen. This is what happened. When the Most High God understood that Joseph was in danger around his brothers, he put it in their heart to, 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 to send him, to sell him. And, and what happened? The Most High God puts him in the commander's, um, uh, uh, Pharaoh's commander's army to be a steward. 
And what did he say, Joseph? Don't be moved by women to take you off track from the what vision. Don't let women take your eyes off what I've purposed you to do. So let me test you. Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with Joseph. Joseph said, ain't happening. I'm focused. Joseph said, I will not sin against the most high God. I won't do that. Ran out of there. Ain't touched the woman. Ended up in jail. Now, I'm going to tell you, God help me. I may be right or wrong. But if it would have happened to me, I'd have, I should have just slept with the woman if I ended up in jail. That's how I think it would, some of us would be. Man, I didn't even touch him. I should have went out and touched him if I ended up in jail. But no, Joseph understood the purpose and the vision. So God says, I'm going to move you from there. Because, see, I want to sh- show you and teach you how to operate in a royal atmosphere because see Potiphar was the commander in Pharaoh's army so he understood royalty and so Joseph was taught how to do things a certain way how to carry himself around royalty and men of of honor now he's in prison and now he gained favors with the jailer and now God teaches him the most High God teaches him how to be a steward in the jail how to serve the common people how to move with people who are very unfortunate so he had the ability to be high and relate to the folks in the high place. And he was brought down low to understand you got to remember to be humble. You got to understand and appreciate people and women that will accept and appreciate the vision. I have a couple of more scriptures here. Um, I'm going to try and finish these up. I had just a little bit more. Uh, maybe I'll finish this teaching on the podcast again. You can check these podcasts on the website. Wherever you're hearing this uh, particular uh, teaching, you can go to that website or to that webpage, my webpage, Breaking Bread, and you can download the podcast. <clears throat> um, I want to thank you for tuning in again. As I said, maybe I'll continue this or maybe I'll start on the uh, the uh, teaching for the young men or maybe I'll finish that and then go into the young men. So, Father, thank you for this time and this opportunity to discuss this word. I'm praying for those who heard the message. I'm praying for the women of God, Father in heaven, that you begin to move upon the women of God's hearts. Teach our sisters that they are of high value. Let them understand that their valuation is not conditional upon being attracted to money, cars, jewelry, material things. But as you said, Lord, don't measure your wealth from a material perspective, but start building your treasures in the kingdom in heaven. So I pray for our sisters that you will guide them, give them wisdom, give them understanding, renew their minds. May they be born again. May they be baptized into the kingdom and may they live a life that's suitable for you. And may they have the mentality. What if I had to come down right now? What if I had to send my son right now? Could I continue this woman? Could I consider this woman? So, Father, we thank you for the great work that you're about to do. We thank you for the men of God, and we thank you for the understanding that we're going to have for a kingdom perspective. In your precious name, we pray. Hey, I want to thank you, and I want to encourage you to tell at least uh, six other people, including yourself, that'll be seven. We're going to be back next week. Remember, we are live. And it simply means, may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift his face upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord shine his countenance upon you. The name of the Lord is upon you. His word says that he will bless you. And shalom, friends. See you next week. Hello, family. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by the contributions of individuals and entities that donate to the G2G Foundation. If you have supported this organization, we want to say thank you. And to all our sponsors, your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. 
If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can send it by cash app to dollar sign G2G Foundation. That's dollar sign letter G number two G Foundation or lowercase. Or you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. That's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, number 135, NMB, Florida, 33179. Your contributions assist us and enable us to forward the vision in other countries such as India and Kenya. Please connect with us by logging on to the g2gfoundation.org. That's T-H-E-G, number two, G, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. We're community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, and investing in our youth via spiritual and educational empowerment. We'll see you next week, family, and tell someone to tune in same time here on this network. Shalom.